<laughs> Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Ready for your session? The doctors are in. Okay, so we were talking just recently about the wisdom, or the not wisdom, of focusing on one project at a time and across genres. I think we got a lot to talk about here. Yeah. I, uh, I've had that question brought to me before because sometimes when I'm talking to, I don't know, other people in the industry with some, you know, maybe an agent, a manager, uh, you know, I talk about, well, I've got a TV pilot and I've got a feature film and I did a web series and, you know, sometimes they get a little like, well, what do you want to do? You know, kind of like that, like, like pick something. And I, I always thought that was weird. Like, well, if I'm good at doing this and that and the other thing, why shouldn't I just do them all? Like, you know, I'm even working a video game idea and an animation. So I feel like trying to limit myself like that would be a negative. But in the industry, it seems like they want you to pick one because that's how agents and managers sell you. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, from my days in music, they always used to say in Nashville, are you a sanger or are you a songwriter? And of course, a lot of people... (laughs) do both, but they really wanted you to focus on one or the other. It was, it was kind of weird, but being a hybrid was sort of frowned upon. So it's sort of the same thing. Um, I mean, obviously I think you should always be working on stuff and, and be working on your ideas. You know, don't just write like one play or one script or one, you know, novel right. and be like, this is the magnum opus because it might not be, but I think there is wisdom in focusing on your strengths as far as I'm really good at writing sketch comedy. I'm really good at writing drama. I'm really good at film. I'm really good at TV and honing that kind of what they tell with actors, you know, yeah, you're typecast and it sucks, but do your type to death. And when you're known for being that type, then you branch out when you have clout to do the other roles that you always wanted to do. Right. J.J. Abrams can do everything because he's him. He can produce TVs, movies, digital, um, live action. You know, he could do reality if he wanted to, but I don't think he wants to. But the idea is once you've established yourself, then you, you have the latitude to, you know, branch out. Yeah. And I remember, I need to look up uh, this gentleman's name, but the writer of the princess and the frog, which is a Disney animated movie. I went to hear him speak a couple years ago, really nice guy. And he brought up an interesting point, I guess before that movie, he had a script, I think in the action adventure genre or something. And it was like a hot, a hot item. Everybody in town heard about it and they all wanted it. Oh my gosh, we got to have this script. And when he was taking meetings, everybody said, okay, what else do you have? And he had, other movies, but in other genres. And so his advice was, if you're going to have, if you're going to pitch a movie, like say a romantic comedy, have two other romantic comedies 
in your pocket because when they say what else do you have, they don't want to see that you wrote a drama and an action adventure and a romantic comedy. They want to see three romantic comedies or three fantasies or three whatever of the same genre. Yeah, I I would agree that that's a common request. If you have a a follow up, they're kind of wanted in the same the same genre, but with a different you know story, obviously. Um, yeah. Because you know, each studio or each producer, they're kind of, you know, they have their niches. Michael Bay does his big action explosions, you know, Ron Howard does, you know, more on the subtle side. He does comedy and he does, uh, he does some, you know, some grounded sci-fi, but they each are still kind of in their realm. Christopher Nolan with his, with the Batman movies and the interstellar, you know, big, big tent poles. So, you know, if they were to come out, if Christopher Nolan were to come out with a you know, romantic comedy, everyone would be like, what? So, Yeah, I mean, from a marketable standpoint, too, not even just how agents pitch you to directors and producers, but it does kind of sound weird, like, you know, from the, you know, the producer and, and director of some big scary thriller comes some happy <laughs> yeah. animated kids film. What? You know, it just, it sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea you know that i go with is you know write what i know and write what i like so you know my stuff tends to be action science fiction and lately slipping into horror but they're all tangents they're they're all you know they're all um kind of moving along a continuum so if i'm pitching you know an action movie well my if they want to see something else well i've got an you know an action comedy or if they if i'm pitching sci-fi then i've got a sci-fi horror film so they're kind of on a continuum so they're they're not completely different i mean i do have one dramedy that's really different from everything else but other than that you know everything else is kind of along a continuum except for my animated show i'm working on now that's obviously completely different too but you're going to go to different people with it so it doesn't matter as much i'm you know different you know different agents also specialize so you're not going to go to the same agent for you know like like you don't use the same agent for your acting as you do your writing so yeah yeah but i mean even just from i was even thinking just going back to the marketability thing jk rowling's a great example she wrote all those harry potter books all those harry potter spinoffs if you say harry potter jk rowling like it's gonna sell before it even hits the shelf and then she wrote casual vacancy and everyone was like what you know and it didn't do as well right and i i understand i think she writes under a pseudonym i believe maybe some mysteries i'm I'm not sure about that i thought i had heard that but if she does write under a pseudonym in a different genre it makes sense because no one's gonna buy you know general fiction Mm -hmm. by jk rowling no one's gonna buy you know a murder mystery by jk rowling because she's harry potter you don't put her somewhere else if that makes sense right and she is primarily a novelist, and her books have been turned into films, but she hasn't branched out herself. She's not writing other things. She's not doing a TV show or anything like that. And, you know, in our world, I actually find um, that's even trickier when you're doing TV versus film. Although I think it's probably less today than it was like five years ago. If you're writing for TV, you know, a film producer doesn't care of what you've written for TV. It's not, it's not going to be an acceptable sample for them because it's not – you know, the media, the medium that they're working in. So if you're going to pitch something to, you know, somebody, you got to know what, what they're looking for, the mandate, so to speak, and 
make sure you have what they want because if you go to you know you have a great idea for a tv show it's you know sci-fi and you go to somebody who's you know in that doing sci-fi movies they're going to be well i want a movie i don't want a tv show so that's the other side of it um you can write all of them but just you know don't be careful you don't uh you know present yourself it can be confusing i guess present yourself in a confusing way to the person you're trying to sell on your abilities as a writer so yeah i mean one one correction though jk rowling i believe did write the screenplay for fantastic beasts ah yes so yeah but again it's also still her world mm-hmm. i mean it's still a harry potter offshoot so she knows that world inside out and again once once you've established yourself and right now with the tv movie world there's a lot of crossover and you've got You've got movie directors directing Netflix series, and you've got, you know, you know, TV writers, you know, going out into the movie business and back and forth. And again, more established people can do that more easily. But, um, you know, you have Joss Whedon, for example. He did, he's done Marvel stuff, you know, for TV and film, and he started as a TV writer. So nobody's going to question him when he says, oh, you know, well, they're going to ask him. They want him to do the next whatever Marvel movie or. DC movie. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, you know, just also if you're starting out, there is value in focusing on one genre because writing a screenplay is very different than writing a TV show. You know, 40 mm-hmm. pages versus 110, you you write different. You're going to attack it differently. So, getting really good in one vein, there is something to be said for that. And there's also even though a lot of people cross over, a project might not cross over. Take the Divergent series, for example. The last one was so poorly received, they said, okay, let's make a TV show out of it, and it didn't even go anywhere. It was just horrible. So, you know, part of that is the market. Part yeah. of that is people are sick of, you know, maybe YA dystopian fantasy. But not everything is a smart idea as far as yeah, I, adapting Yeah, I it. felt that same way with uh, The Mortal Bones. Uh, that novel series mm. was made into a movie, a feature film, which kind of bombed at the there, but then they decided to make a TV show out of it, which is on its second season now. But I couldn't watch the TV show because, you know, you take a, a feature film like idea and drag it out over ten or twelve episodes, and it kind of, I, I felt it dragged, it wasn't quite working for me. But and there were a lot more characters to keep track of. I was very confused. Yeah. But you're right. So if you're if if you want to if you're starting out, yeah, it's definitely a good idea to focus on one because you're going to learn the system and structure of that genre, that media, and then you're going to want to be able to prove that you can do it consistently, especially if you want to work in TV. So. Now, what do you think about being in the middle of, like, say, five different projects? Let's say you're writing five different TV pilots. What do you think about having your hands in different things at, at any one time? I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I'm doing that now. I've got three feature films that are in various stages of uh, writing. I've got an animated show. I've got a video game. I've got so many things I'm working on. And I think, you know, you, if, as long as you manage your time okay and you, you actually get to work on them all at some point so you make progress, it's good because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. There's that person who thinks they've got the you know, uh, the story of a lifetime that they're going to write, um, and if they spend their whole life just working on the one thing and it never gets anywhere, then, well, you've got one possible book <laughs> that you've written, you know. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and again, the the entertainment world is very fickle and changes fast, so it's good to always be writing. I mean, things I wrote four or five years ago are useless now, obviously, because I, I wrote some spec 
spec TV pilots for existing shows. And if you want to write in TV, you have to keep writing those because the shows will go off the air and you need something that's on the air usually to submit for contests and fellowships. So I think you just, you just asked me about that recently. So, yeah, I sort of agree with you. I, I have like a couple features and and TV shows I'm working on, but I find that when I'm working on something, I really have to just follow that one project to completion. I might have a couple different ideas, but I have to follow one and flesh that out completely before I move on to the next. Otherwise I'm just like, whoa, I, I completely lost track of where I was entirely. And for me anyway, also my process is once I have a hold of an idea and I'm developing it, I just, I, I just run with it all the way. I can't focus on anything else. So yeah. it's partly my process as well. Yeah, my focus isn't as strong as yours. I'm a little ADHD, I think, and uh, <laughs> I, I wander from project to project. And the projects themselves kind of dictate it too because, like, I keep thinking about all these projects I'm working on. And, of course, what time I have available to work on them varies. But, you know, when a project hits me really hard and it, I like, can't get it out of my head, that's when I work on it. You know, And then if I get to a part where I can't figure out what's going on, I don't force it. I just set it aside and work on something else and then come back to it later and maybe, you know, I'll have come up with a solution in the meantime. So, you know, there's that part of it too is uh, – you know, I always like to work on whatever is most exciting in my mind at that time, not just what I haven't finished yet. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go work on this project because, well, and also because I might see there's a, a, a need for it. You know, somebody might be interested in it. And I think you had that happen to you where you were writing a script and somebody was interested in the idea and you had to like get it to them. So you were kind of yeah. pressured into to getting it done. Yeah. Nothing like writing on a deadline. <laughs> yep. So what do you guys think? How do you focus? Or do you go all over the place with your ideas? Let us know. Tweet it at us at WG Therapy. Online, you can also find us at writersgrouptherapy.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.